there. Welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's interview guest is Luis Garcia, the former Champions League winner with Liverpool, who's part of ESPN's La Liga coverage and CBS's Champions League coverage. He'll share his thoughts on today's stunning news that Lionel Messi is leaving FC Barcelona. We've had some great guests lately, including Danny Higginbotham, Mark McKenzie, and Hope Solo. So check those out. Now, here's my interview with Luis Garcia. Our guest joining me now from Ibiza is Luis Garcia. He was just announced as an analyst for ESPN's coverage of Spain's La Liga. The season starts this Friday with Valencia hosting Getafe. Luis won the 2005 UEFA Champions League with Liverpool, played in the 2006 World Cup for Spain, and had a 19-year senior career that also included time at Atletico Madrid and Barcelona and in Mexico with Puebla and Pumas. Lucho, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure, my pleasure. Totally right. Everything you said, well done. Good research. (laughs) (laughs) I've been looking forward to this interview. And then right before we started recording here on Thursday, like minutes before, came the official announcement that Lionel Messi is done at Barcelona, which is incredibly big news in the soccer world. And what are... What's your reaction to this? This kind of came out of nowhere. We weren't expecting this until right today. Uh, listen, Grant, I'm going to tell you exactly what, what I was doing. I, w- I was watching, actually, I got in post. Uh, I was watching Telas. I don't know if you watch it. It's a fantastic TV show about football, soccer. And um, I was chilling with my missus, checking Twitter sometimes. And suddenly I received a, a, a WhatsApp saying, listen, uh, you, you know that Lionel Messi is not joining Barcelona anymore. You know what happened because also Real Madrid made that statement that he is not joining uh, or he, they don't agree with this situation about La Liga. You know about the CBC situation of um, uh, giving money to La Liga or a, mm-hmm. an investment. Anyway, and then I start reading uh, Twitter and all the news. I couldn't believe it. To be honest, the first thing that I that my WhatsApp was, that's bullshit. That's a, a one-minute <laughs> glory for, for a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I, actually, I, I think that I was mad about uh, receiving that news. So uh, my first reaction was I couldn't believe it. I, I started uh, checking on Twitter. I started checking a little bit. And well, yeah, that's what we got at the moment. Um, amazing, amazing news. And to be honest, I'm a, a big Barcelona fan. I grew up in Barcelona. I had the chance of playing four years in the academy and one year in the first team. Also, I met Lionel Messi. The first preseason that he made with Barcelona, he was with us 2003-04. And um and it's, it's shocking. I, I didn't want to see this uh, happening unless now that I still think uh, that Lionel Messi is a key player for Barcelona. I mean, we're literally recording this 30 minutes after the news came out officially. So there's going to be more information that we learn in yeah. the days ahead. But what we do know officially is that Barcelona, FC Barcelona, is saying that this is related to financial and economic concerns is is that your sense of things is there anything to add to that yeah i think so i think because um it's true the last year was a tough year for Lionel messi i think the the last couple of years they've been tough with him uh, not having probably the best results uh for the club uh, winning the trophy they've been uh, trying to win that champs league once again and they struggle to to accomplish it and not having a good relationship with the chairman, 
few misunderstandings with the, his uh, renew of the contract, and uh, Luis Suarez leaving the club, I think, was a, a big stone on the on the way. And and well, this year, with the COVID situation, with the problem with uh, economic problem for all the teams, all the clubs in the world, um, uh, it, it wasn't going to be easy at all. And Barcelona had a massive, big hole economically talking. And I think that's the, the, the big problem. I think the statement that we read from Barcelona is that uh, kind of a, a big call for, to La Liga to say, listen, we need a, we need a hand. If you want to keep Lionel Messi here, is the moment that you make a, a step forward and give us a, 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 I don't know, a wild card, I don't know, make something, change something, because if not, Lionel Messi is going to be out. And of course, it's a big blow for Barcelona, but it's also a massive, massive blow for La Liga. I even have seen some someone who's credible questioning right now if this is th- this announcement officially from FC Barcelona is the very last ditch effort to try to get La Liga to change these regulations. Is there any chance that could possibly be true? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, it's, it's true that w- what you read. Uh, behind the lines, if you can call it this way, is, is that, that the, maybe he said, listen, we cannot do anything else. I mean, we try, the player try, we have tried, but there's no other way because uh, we cannot afford, we cannot sign him back because we, we, we are going to uh, uh, break the rules. So uh, we have to um, go forward and say, we cannot do it. Uh, let's, let's move on and try to start thinking what, what are we going to do without Lionel Messi uh, in our lines. So yeah, I think it could be it could be a shout to see if uh, if there's something if someone can do something different because uh, I know very well uh, Joan Laporta. He was my chairman when I was there, and I'm sure that he has tried every single thing. And I'm sure as well that Lionel Messi doesn't doesn't want to um, leave Barcelona. I interviewed Messi for a Sports Illustrated cover story in 2016. We talked about a lot of things, and. I came away from that interview thinking he would never play for another club in Europe besides Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I even thought that last year when the Burofax came out, he eventually kind of got what he wanted with the new president. Um, like, do you think Messi? You think Messi would prefer to stay at Barcelona if possible, as opposed to going to another team in Europe? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think. I mean. If I, I, I try to think sometimes in this kind of situation, I got, I got, I got it wrong with uh, Neymar. <laughs> so I, I cannot think again because when Neymar uh, left the club, I thought that he was staying because I always think, listen, I got a good uh, contract in Barcelona. My family's happy. I, I have some of the best players in the world. I in one of the best, for me, the best club, but one of the best clubs in the world. Uh, what is for me outside? Maybe a challenge. Maybe try to, prove myself in a different league, different competition, try to challenge myself. Yeah, you could do that maybe with Neymar. When Neymar was, I think he left with 27, I think it was, or 26, something like that. Maybe you can, but now and at this stage, what is going to make you, because um, trophies, yeah, maybe if you go to Manchester City or maybe you go to PSG, maybe you're going to have chances to win uh, the, big, big, the biggest trophy that is uh, Champions League probably or the domestic league. But apart from that, I'm not, I don't think and I hope that anybody thinks that is because of the economic situation. I don't think that Lionel Messi is worried about that. Not at all. Not for a chance. Try to, for a challenge, uh, maybe. But I don't think that Lionel Messi, his challenge is to try to be the best player in the history 
and the best player in the history of Barcelona. I think that's his challenge. He's been um, um, uh, getting every single step. He's been the most uh, player who uh, played the most, most minutes, most uh, goals, most assists, everything. He's been the best. So I don't think that is anything else who, who he can uh, find outside. Apart from that, uh, I don't know. At the end, again, I, I got it wrong with uh, Neymar, but uh, hopefully, I, I still thinking that I, I, there is still hopes to to see Lionel Messi wearing the the jersey of Barcelona. If we take this official announcement at face value, and Messi does sign with a different club now, he's a free agent, so it's a free transfer. But obviously, he would have huge salary demands, and there aren't that many clubs in Europe that have the money. The three that I put down on my list a second ago, Manchester City would be sort of the the most obvious one. Yep. PSG would be another one. And maybe Chelsea, if they have that much money to offer for Lukaku. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, or Inter, if they sell uh, Lukaku and maybe got that money and tried to spend it in something different. But again, uh, it's not that easy. It's not, listen, I'm going to give you 100 million and, and, and that's it. That's, that's what I can offer you. I don't think that that's the way because once again, I don't think that Lionel Messi is looking for to get more money. I don't think that's the, the way. Uh, I think that there, there has to be something uh, behind that and Pep Guardiola could, could be the, the, the difference. Uh, he knows Lionel Messi. He's always said, has said that he's the best player in the history, the best player he ever trained, he, the best player he ever seen. And, and there, there's been always a, an open door. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I hope that this, these are not the, 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 the last news that we, we can get from this situation because a shocking situation like this one, it happens no longer ago with this Super League that happened in, in Spain. And suddenly, four days after, it was all gone. Now, uh, a few days ago, CBC was putting a lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's, everything is clear. And suddenly, uh, Real Madrid doesn't want to get in. Barcelona, I'm sure that is, they are not going to be happy. All the clubs, they are not happy to, for the amount that they are receiving. So at the end, probably we don't even see it happening. So I don't know. A lot of things happening in, in the same week like Lionel Messi is leaving. So th- that, that's why I, I still think that there's a lot of news happening in the next coming days. There's too many shocks these days, my friend. This, this, yeah. is, this is hard for my it's heart, crazy. just like crazy, all this yeah. stuff. I, I'm supposed uh, to be on holidays, you know. This, this should be <laughs> happening in, in, in the middle of the, of the year. Yeah. Um, in terms of if Messi does leave Barcelona... Where would that leave Barcelona heading into the new season? That, that's a, a great question because uh, after seeing last year Barcelona um, improving so much when uh, Ronald Koeman arrived, but then not getting results in the, in the last part of the season, um, Lionel Messi is the key player. I mean, most assists, most goals, uh, the, the, the player who probably break every single game. And, uh, and you don't have him anymore. And that's a big, big blow. When, uh, when Cristiano Ronaldo left Real Madrid, made that big hole of 50 goals. Who is going to score 50 goals for Real Madrid? And that's, that's the way that you have to see it. Who is going to um, uh, fill up the gap of uh, uh, 25 goals a season, plus 20 assists, plus everything that he creates during the game. So I don't think that it's going to be easy. Uh, I, I think that Barcelona is building a, a fantastic squad. I'm not saying even team, because team they had last year for, with 12, 13 players. Uh, recovering maybe in the in the next coming uh, months, uh, Ansu Fati with the, the recovering Dembele um, with uh, uh, Memphis Depay getting Griezmann on his best. I think 
there is plenty of, uh, of, of, of room to improve for this Barcelona from last year. But Lionel Messi gives you something different. That, I think that it's not going to be easy to, to, to fill that gap. I had all these questions prepared for our interview, and then this bomb just dropped right before. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we are going to get to a couple of these questions. No worries. Like about, about the league this season. It starts you know next Friday. Um and there's a lot of excitement about ESPN having the league for the next eight years now in the U.S. And when I ask about these other teams now, I guess we have to look at it through the lens of Messi not potentially being in the league this season yeah. and what that means, which is just such huge. But in terms of Atletico Madrid, that's one of your former teams. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, they won the league last year. And exactly. That, those are the winners. We talk a lot about Real Madrid and Barcelona, but Atletico Madrid was the winner last year. You know, wonderful 14 title race to the end. Um, do you think Atleti is in a position to win it again, or was last season an anomaly? No, no, definitely. Definitely, I think this is the the moment for Atletico Madrid to, to, to win it back-to-back -back because... Uh, they've done. I think was last one was 2015. I was there in the at the Barcelona at the Camp Nou when they they got the the, the winner and, and and won the uh, La Liga trophy. And uh, at the moment, Simeone has been building and building, and they they kind of made a fantastic start of, of the competition last year with a a, fun, a beautiful play because we've seen Atletico Madrid getting second, getting third, and struggling to get closer maybe to the first one until last year. But last year, I saw a fantastic um, new, new way of playing. Yeah, they could defend, but you could see some flares over there, creative up front, you know, being uh, good to see. Uh, let's, let's call it enjoyable to, to, to watch because in the past few years, yeah, you can enjoy as a, as a coach. You watch it and you say, oh, wow, that's a fantastic way because no, 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 nobody tells you that you have to play always nice to win. You have to win. And much more these kind of top teams. Uh, if you are behind Real Madrid and Barcelona, it doesn't matter uh, if you uh, play well or not. You have to continue winning every single week. So, but, but it got a little bit worried when you got uh, your Felix, you got Vitolo, you got players, like Griezmann at, uh, back then, who can play, really play, and you have them just um, defending and defending and defending. And last year, I enjoyed watching uh, Carrasco. I enjoyed watching uh, Marcos Llorente on the right side and Correa and Joao Felix when he was uh, full feet and, and, mm. and, and, and playing well. So I enjoyed that. But the, in the moment that the team started struggling to get results, Back to the basics. And uh, we saw once again Simeone's um, strong defense, uh, compact team. And, well, I think this year he's trying to, to get back again that feeling of the, of the uh, beginning of last season. Bringing the pole, I think it will, it's going to be important. Players, uh, Carrasco is once again in, in top form. We saw in the position. So, you are Felix, hopefully... Uh, they can have it back again um, uh, on form. And you maybe we can see once again uh, Atletico Madrid. And definitely it's going to be a contender, I can tell you from the very beginning. After seeing Real Madrid struggling to sign players, leaving Baran, leaving, uh, leaving Sergio Ramos at the back, potential uh, Barcelona leaving Lionel Messi or not having Lionel Messi, definitely it's going to be there Atletico Madrid fighting with these two. And maybe, maybe we can see Sevilla... Uh, fighting back again, they they got short last year. Maybe Villarreal um, that is doing well. Uh, Unai Emery is a, is a is a coach who knows how to continue fighting and, and building a team. So maybe we can have a few more teams fighting to to at least 
um, have a very competitive season. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount+. Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's Serie A, Argentina's Primera División, the Brasileirao, the NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers, featuring the stars from the U.S. and Mexican men's national teams. Plus, much more. It's the best of the beautiful game, with all the beautiful names, like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. You mentioned Real Madrid. They're, they're definitely in transition. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti is back uh, yeah. again as the manager there. Uh, you mentioned Sergio Ramos, Rafael Varane. The center, central defense is gone. Uh, there wasn't a single Real Madrid player on Spain's Euros team, which still yeah. se- sounds crazy to me. Uh, that sounds concerning. I, is there is there any reason for optimism at Real Madrid? I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, the Real Madrid. That I, actually, because they, they they are annoying. They always win. And, <laughs> and you know, it's these kind of things that when you go against a team, I mean, I enjoy watching them play when they when they are... And in full movement, they, I mean, Cross, Modric, uh, Benzema, Hazard, in a few moments okay, that we saw. I mean, they got players uh, that they're Rodrigo that you enjoy watching them play. But it's true that they always win, even when they don't play well. And that's an, annoying me a lot. But it's true that they, this year they're going to have, they're always going to be contenders, always, because the, the quality of the players they got, they are always of the highest level. But it's true that this year, no signing players with uh, problems. I mean, at the back, uh, yeah, they go Militao, they go Nacho, they sign uh, Alaba. But it's not going to be enough if you want to uh, be contended for Champions League, La Liga, uh, Copa del Rey, every single trophy. It's not going to be uh, easy. We saw how many injuries last year every single team uh, had because of because of the situation this year we don't know how the competition is going to go with the with the covid situation and the regularity they are changing with the government so it's not going to be easy and and you need a, a big and, and deep squad having a lot of players and real madrid is not signing players they are they have a few young players who can i think uh, prove uh, that they can play but Probably not to not enough to win trophies. ESPN made a big announcement last week that you're part of a very good group that's going to be so uh, analyzing to them, games. Uh, yeah. It's exciting. What what are the different things that you're going to be doing for ESPN this season with La Liga? Well, actually, we're going to try to to do a little bit of everything. News uh, every week. We're going to try to be joining and giving some news insights. We are doing. Also, uh, some bits of all the 20 clubs that they're going to be uh, playing for La Liga. So we give a little bit uh, for, the, for, the, for the supporters of, of soccer or football that they maybe don't know some of those clubs because everybody knows Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, but Elche, Celta de Vigo, Granada, these teams that maybe they don't have that uh, massive history or uh, background. We're going to give in a little bit uh, what they are and uh, how are the cities, what you can expect from them this season. And um, apart from that, we're going to join in the first game of uh, Barcelona uh, Real Sociedad. We're going to be there. We're going to be pitch side, trying to bring in all the news and uh, the, the, the teams and what happened with Lionel Messi. <laughs> 
And um, we're going to be joining every single weekend. So I'm looking forward. I'm very excited. I think that um, I was looking to, to, to follow a little bit more of La Liga from inside because always we do a little bit of bits. So I'm so happy to join ESPN uh, this season. You're really good at working in English. Do you like working in English? And are there any ways in which you think English language broadcasting is different from Spanish language broadcasting? But it depends. It depends. We are, look, in Spain, when you, when you hear a broadcast from Spanish uh, commentators, you can see a lot of passion. It's kind of uh, the Latin American side. that You can see how they talk and, and they command and they are exciting every single second is something happening and it's not true sometimes because the ball is just moving one side to the other side <laughs> but uh, you go to england and it's the opposite they are quite uh, um flat and they don't talk much they let the the, the, the game flow so at the end it depends what what, what do you're doing and with we channel and and i think i enjoy watching it and talking about what is happening on the game uh, analyzing giving in my side, I think the most important is not, not to give what everybody's thinking. Uh, it's about giving something that the uh, people or supporters might not know from inside what happened in the dressing room, what the players are thinking, uh, why they've done a, a movement, why they, uh, a player is leaving one of the space uh, when there is a team in next to him, why they didn't give the ball. This kind of insight that maybe uh, from uh, some supporters, they don't, they don't see it or they, they haven't caught it in, in that moment. So uh, that's what I try to do when, when we analyze the games. And, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it, to be honest. And I try to pass my experience of 19 years as a professional footballer. And, and well, hopefully they, uh, they enjoy it. You obviously won a Champions League title with Liverpool. The fans there have a, a, a lot of respect for you whenever you've gone back. Um, what for you is sort of your personal legacy with Liverpool and, and what you did at that club? Well, I think the, fir the fir first thing was that when, when I arrived, I mean, uh, if you see the players in England, they are always fit, they are always big, uh, 180, 185 centimeters. Uh, they are all the players, 80 kilograms. And I was uh, 177, we call it, 76, kind of, <laughs> and 63 kilos. And when you arrived there, everybody kind of uh, was pitying me a little bit. They would say, oh, what is that kid that came from Barcelona? Uh, yeah, he's got a few skills and yeah, he likes to play with the ball, but uh, look at him, he's so small. And I think everybody started, I had a fantastic connection with the supporters and I think that that, that was my, my first um, uh, connection with them. Um, after first year that we had an amazing, amazing season uh, winning the, the Champions League uh, the trophy in Istanbul with an amazing road and fantastic and probably that miracle of Istanbul after losing 3-0 against AC Milan. After all that, those moments, um, uh, my, my, my goal during that road, I think, made a big impression uh, because, again, I was small. I was moving all around the, the players and, and in a special moment, I had the chance or, or the luck to score those goals. And, and that connection that I had well, from the first moment uh, started uh, increasing and racing from, from uh, the next years. And, well, I left because I got a... a Massive injury, an ACL back in 2007. And then I was in England. Uh, family wasn't very happy to be there because lifestyle is a little bit different. And when you are not playing, being six months away of the, of the game is not easy. So I decided to make the move. And when I made the move, I, I kind of sent a, a letter the back then. No one was doing that kind of stuff. Now everybody can go. If we can, we have to point it that there was no social media. There was no Twitter. There was no anything back then. So I decided to 
to send a letter to the fans to 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 farewell them and thanks them for for all the support they have received. That is totally true, and I think that was received fantastic from from the supporters, from the club, from all the the people who was working at the club, and well. From from then until now, I I got a, an amazing connection and amazing relationship with the, with the whole club. I, I'm ambassador of the club. I travel all around the world to try to bring the experience and the values of the club. And well, I'm I'm happy to do it. It's a big big um, uh, thing for me and a big responsibility as well. And I I, I think that I that I'm trying to do my best every single time that I have the chance. You played for Rafa Benitez at a couple of clubs, including Liverpool. Um, and I'm wondering, do you, do you ever keep in touch with him recently? And are, are you, were you surprised that he took the Everton job? Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. I spoke with him no long ago, just before he signed for, for Everton. We were talking a little bit about his movement when he was in China, when he was in Real Madrid. We talked a little bit for an hour about everything. And he was expecting something to happen. In the, uh, back then, it was Tottenham open. Uh, they were looking for a manager. There was a couple more uh, teams that they were looking for a manager. And he was waiting for the right, uh, the right uh, job. I think he always liked it to to have a, a like um like build. He could, he can build something. And uh, and it's not easy to find that that perfect job when, when you've been in in the job for many years. And. When I saw that he, he could have the chance of be going join for Everton, I thought it might happen, but I wasn't sure because I didn't know what is the relationship with him and Liverpool supporters, and they love him. He's a legend of the club, and I think he's always going to be. But it's true that they lived over there, and I don't know what is going to happen in the next derby when they play Everton Liverpool. If the if he wins uh, at, at Anfield, can you imagine what is going to happen that night? I, I don't want to even think about it. So, it's, yeah, exactly. It's not it's not going to be easy. An easy night for him. Couple more questions here with Luis Garcia. Really appreciate you having this much time. Um, you're in Ibiza, and I, I have one sort of semi-related football question here because I did a, a magazine story earlier this year on Ronaldo, Ronaldo Fenomeno, who has a house in Ibiza. Yeah, no, 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 no far away, yeah. I was going to say, like, he, I think Zidane lives in Ibiza, has a house in Ibiza as well. Like, is there a whole bunch of footballers who have houses in Ibiza? I don't know if they all have houses, but it's true that the normally summers are, uh, are busy here. I've seen many, <laughs> many during this summer. Um, now that I'm retired, I can enjoy a little bit more of this uh, this place. It's one of my favorite places in the in the world. And, and it's true... Well, actually, I think I think Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez were were here not long yeah. ago. That's why I'm still surprised <laughs> that today we received those news. But it's true; it's a it's a beautiful place. It's very not far away from from every single country in uh, in Europe, and and you got a so quiet place, fantastic restaurant. You got to be the sun. So it's a it's a fantastic go to to have a a, a relaxed time and and try to recover, recharge for what is going to happen in the in the next coming months. Yeah. Um. In terms of Messi, I guess one additional question I would have is, you know, you have a, you've had this connection with Barcelona, the club over the years. Have you had much personal interaction with Messi? Has he interacted much with people? in Spain over the years? What, what do you mean? Like uh, on the street or with the supporters? What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like just, I, I don't know how much he talks to to other footballers there, former footballers, prominent ones like yourself. Look, I, um, I met him when, when he was 16 and I got a few pictures. For me, I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive fan. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm an, 
I follow him like, like, you know, when you're a kid and you follow your, your big idol, but it's kind of like this at the moment because I enjoy every single minute that he's on the field. I, I like to see players um, uh, do something different on, on the pitch. So uh, I met him when, when he was 16 and we had a fantastic uh, couple months, a couple, sorry, a couple of weeks together because we traveled uh, to China. We came back, so we played together. We were in, in, even in the, on, the, on the plane together. But he was a kid. I mean, uh, uh, they, they were like, um, I don't know if uh, there were five, six more that came from the academy. Like it happens to me when I was 18. I traveled three times with the first team in the preseason and no one remembered me for, from there. Uh, so when I spoke with the first team players after uh, five years, I was telling you, remember when we talk about this? No one remembered. So I remember to have him next to us, to play with him. He was a good player, but he was 16. So no one could believe that he will become what, he's, what he is now. But I had the chance of playing against him uh, in 2005. And he was, I think, 23 or something like that. And he was, uh, we played Spain against um, Argentina. And I thought, he's not going to remember me because, I mean, I, I, I saw him like five years ago or four years ago, and now he's playing for, uh, for the, uh, his national team. And he came, he gave me a hug. We talked a little bit about the, his short career. He was what, first, second year, I think, first team playing. And he actually became, started becoming, becoming what, what, what he was after that. So I think he's a fantastic guy. The thing is that when you are this polar every single moment of your life, is not going to be easy and what is happening in your day. So I'm sure that he, he when he meets the, the players here in Ibiza or whatever he moves in Barcelona, uh, he's tiny and he's open. But in his daily basis, it's not going to be easy or going to the street because uh, imagine these kind of personalities on the street is, is, is crazy. And um, he's a very shy guy. If you, as you can see, he doesn't like to make a lot of press conference, a lot of interviews. You are very lucky if you had the chance of, of, of having with you for a few minutes. So I think uh, that um, it's a special personality and we have to respect that. Well, you, my friend, are an, a most valuable player of this podcast for taking a half hour to speak to me on the biggest news day of anyone's year. So Luis Garcia... Congratulations on the ESPN gig. Look forward to watching you all season. Thank you so much for coming on the show. A pleasure, and I hope we can have another chat soon with better, even bigger news. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. I'd like to thank Luis Garcia, as well as producer Chris Whittingham. If you like the podcast, you could do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I'm back soon with another interview of someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. See you next time. 